Hope you brought an umbrella, cause we're talking about PP. Welcome to the rest of the review. What does that it mean, means John? Buddy Jack Roberts and the other free birds like to piss on people, and that's not the weirdest thing about them. Hello, everyone. My name is John Hastings, and welcome to the rest of the review. I'm joined this week by a noted booger eater and guy who's peed in front of a lot of children, not in a sexual way, but in an educational way. So he claims. Please welcome. Not yet captured pedophile Dylan Gott. Welcome to the program, Dylan. I'll show your kids how it works. <laughs> Don't embrace that. Not on. That's not the only stuff that what comes out of there. Do you want? Do you want to see the other stuff? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's, uh, took us. Th- it took us forty seconds. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> forty for seconds. Our being canceled because the newscaster will be so tired from reading all of the things we said. Ah. Uh, well, that's the funny thing is because we stay away from, I feel like we stay away from the race stuff, but 100%, I was thinking about it the other day, and the next thing that will be, like, a really unearthed as being damaging will be, like, people basically trivializing pedophilia, which we definitely no, you do. do. I don't do that. You trivialize it. You keep... You keep. <laughs> what are you talking I don't do about? It. You just keep calling them weaklings. I'll have my own sick radio station with a bunch of old comedians yeah, I used to work with. Just you, Lawrence Morgenstern. <laughs> Who? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll do the ones, the Ron ones that um, Beaudry? the ones that are Ron too Beaudry's, raw. Ron Beaudry's too, too raw. raw. I remember once a woman was ordering a beer and he said, "Hey, cunt! If you're you're not supposed to order drinks during art, you <laughs> fuck!" Oh, it was so good. <laughs> There could be a very good stand-up comedian pro wrestler is like from the nearest bar oh, yeah. with where there's no one that ever goes in, but it's still around. From the Legion on the edge of town <laughs> in this corner wearing plaid and not sure why, but he needs to take a shit. It's Gary! <laughs> His theme music is just Patio Lanterns by Kim Mitchell. <laughs> There's probably different weird stuff that every every comedian in every country wears. Like in Australia, do they all wear like no fanny no, packs? No, no, no. It's all the same. Comedians like anything else. It's it's this weird sort of thing where there's certain people. Like there's the fashionable people. There's the people that still care that like try and then there's all the guys that have given up and they wear one of two things, which is leather jacket at unimpro- inappropriate time. Or blazer that matches nothing else that they're wearing, and they're super weirdly fat yet thin. Oh, you mean like they the guys who dress like they just won the Masters? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The kind of guy that you you give ooh, you're a green kind jacket. Of guy you give them a drink ticket and they use it for a shot. <laughs> <laughs> this will get me buzzed. Yeah, quickly. yeah, yeah. Let's get. To, I'm not talking about starting the party. I'm talking about keeping it. Go ahead. <laughs> Say what you will about the stand-up comedians from our generation. At least the weird ones are always really just trying to make their finances work rather than the ones in the 80s who are like, uh, you heard of Motley Crue? I'm kind of like them in that I've been in a coma a bunch. <laughs> Do you have 10 bucks? Yeah. 
No, no. The comics of our generation, much like the wrestlers of our of the same generation, uh, the weird ones are just have a touch of mental illness, as opposed to twenty years ago, where the weird ones just had a touch of being really creepy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, the ones with stories are the ones who are like really into sex. Oh yeah. Are you talking about our? Like the wrestlers now are just like. Ooh, no, I won't buy a drink. That costs money. But you know what doesn't cost money? Checking the eyes of all the wives at the show and seeing which one's the saddest. That's, that's something that you just do. That's all you do. Yep. Yep. Dylan likes to sleep. I, will, I go, well, I know your secrets. Now, do you have a child? I want to show them. <laughs> I want to show them how Dylan's it works. the Hulk Hogan of... Uh, of um, uh, uh, stand-up comedy, and that he tries to sleep with other people's wives, but ends up just sitting in a room with them saying the N-word. No, I do, and then I talk about how I shouldn't eat at the buffet. There's nothing sexual about it. I immediately start complaining about cramps four strokes in. <laughs> <laughs> Boof, too many potatoes. It is still the... <laughs> Should have... Sex tape. In mid-sex, mid-sex going, oh, damn, uh... Too many scallops. <laughs> like, that's still so funny. It is funny so crazy that that, like, the amount of things that guy does in that sex. Like, and that she still is like, yep, let's keep going. She fucks Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah? She suck. She's sucked off Bubba Florida. the Love Sponge. Florida. A lot of people suck people off who look like Bubba the Love Sponge. Charm goes. No, I mean, they don't suck them off. They suck them off before they no, look they like don't. Bubba There's the Love Sponge. Some people suck them off. Some people, listen, as Dylan, you know, during your sexual walkabout of 2015, some ladies like a little cushion when they're getting pushed. Yeah, but they don't like this. They don't like, uh, here comes traffic with the cut. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome to the Bubba. I just pissed. Sorry, baby. Sorry, baby, we gotta fuck quick because I get up at three in the morning. Me, the rooster, the cum dog, and shitting Larry. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Bubba the Love Sponge Show today. We're just gonna give Jägermeister to a baby and then piss. All right. <laughs> All right, now is it. Uh... Uh, how's traffic out there, shitting Larry? I'm gonna shit. All right. Now we're gonna go. Uh, now we're gonna go into the abortion clinic and call them more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go to the abortion clinic with Sizzler coupons. First guy to get a fucking handy in the bathroom gets a Sizzler coupon. <laughs> That's because of a man who's probably heard that joke on Opie and Anthony what? or something. That's you've probably actually heard that no, from Opie and Anthony. No, they never went to an uh, abortion clinic. They're too much. They have. They're too lazy to leave the studio. Oh, that no. makes sense. That's right. Coming up next, we're going to prank Christopher Reeves and push him yeah. off his horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome up. All right. Literally, I just looked up Bubba the Love Sponge. Here are some of the people that are on his show. Uh, a guy named Ned, uh, the person who suppos- supposedly leaked the show or leaked the sex tape, was someone named Spice Boy, who... <laughs> who, according to Bubba the Love Sponge, stole it from his office. Why you have the sex tape in your office? That's good. I'll never fucking know. Yeah, why do you have a, a tape of your v, a VHS sex tape? For sure, Bubba the Love Sponge leaked For, his own tape. Of no one, of course, he did. And by also, the way, or he had it labeled, or he had it via big DVD labeled Hulk Hogan making love yeah, to he, my wife. He had it. Li- smiley face, smiley he face. He had it heart. labeled 
retirement plan dot 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 bracket fuck tape with Hulk Hogan side bracket. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Spice Boy apparently I didn't I didn't know any of this. Spice Boy in collusion with someone named Cowhead. I fucking hate radio in America. Cowhead. What? Cowhead oh, is good. Yeah. Oh, Cowheads. Cowhead is fucking. That's your name, man. That's like some wrestlers where you're like, like, Buddy Roberts is an okay name. Michael Hayes, of course, okay name. But like, there's a guy in AEW called Wardlow. That's his name. There was a guy. What a shitty okay. name, Wardlow. Mick Foley's nickname when he was Cactus Jack was Cack. <laughs> like that's such a ter- what's your i'm cack <laughs> yeah, yeah you love yeah. cack that's good stuff. yeah and mick foley because he's such a nice weird man was too busy trying to get someone to buy him a sandwich to correct everyone calling him cack oh look it's yeah it was like okay here's the here's what happened like ah, i got your gas but i'll nickname you cack and he's like i don't want to pay ten dollars yes nickname yeah. me whatever you want Mick Foley, Mick Foley was a trailblazer. He is every independent wrestler now because he will not spend a dollar no matter what. Mick Foley, a literal millionaire who asks someone that we both know uh, which sandwiches he would be paying for and which sandwiches Mick Foley would be paying for. Literally a millionaire. Also, Mick Foley's wife has yep. got to thank her lucky stars that he was not better friends than Hulk, with Hulk Hogan because if Hulk Hogan was literally like... Hey man, like uh, I'll give you a T-shirt if I can smell your wife's fucking toilet seat. Mick Foley would be like, "How many T-shirts? How many toilet seats?" <laughs> He'd be buying toilets. I do love. Go ahead. Yeah, I, you do love the fact that literal millionaire Mick Foley is probably out there right now, like just taking up the couch cushions of a hotel lobby to be like, "Oh, a dime." He, uh, very not a forceful talker. Like, he's not a forceful talker at all. The only time he did put bass in his voice was when my friend had him on a Canadian talk show because he was bringing him in to do some comedy shows. Mm -hmm. And he brought him in, and uh, Mick Foley, with bass in his voice, was like, Well, I'm at this talk show. You take all these sandwiches. And he did. As in? And he took all the sandwiches from catering. (laughs) Uh, And then... He put him in like a garbage bag in a and just like put him in his car and he's like, I'm gonna eat these in my hotel room. And my friend said, I yeah. know you are. Well, you're not gonna eat them in the <laughs> And then he was like, Can we have a mini fridge in my hotel room? And then he just ate the Subway sandwich catering. Uh according to wealthygorilla.com, McFoley is worth eighteen million dollars. And $17.5 of that dollars was earned by eating four-day-old catering sandwiches. <laughs> I'll tell you who ate <laughs> who ate no catering sandwiches, and that was the subject for today's episode. Tell me. Buddy Jack Roberts. Buddy Jack Roberts was born where, Dylan? Oh, no. He would never eat catering sandwiches. Buddy Jack Roberts was, ne- was born in the fentanyl capital of the world, Vancouver, British Columbia, baby. He was born in Oklahoma. He was raised in British Columbia. Um, He was at a... Michael Hayes made sure of that. He's like, you got to be born in the South. Roberts, if you want to ride with the Freebirds. And if not, I'm going to... Oh, no, he's like... Fight your mom, bud. Ha! Dude. Then he was like, I got a two... 
Bristol, it's only got cocaine on it. See you suck my cock right now if my cock ever appears again, Michael Hayes, you fucking lily livered cunt. And he was like, okay, yeah, that fine. sounds good. I wasn't really paying attention because I took four quaaludes, not orally. I put them on my <laughs> mushroom head and wedged them down my cock hole because I want my dick to get high before the rest of me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's so he was actually born in Oklahoma and then he was raised in uh Vancouver. Which is like that, that's like he, literally being you were born in a knife fight, raised in a yoga studio. <laughs> Here's what I like about him is that uh Dale Hay, as his actual name is, uh was broken into the business because he was basically uh kicking the shit out of who we now know as Ivan Koloff. Yep. Uh, Red McNulty, and uh, Red McNulty was like, it's fake. Stop fucking punching me in the face, because I think everyone else just kind of took the beatings. Mm. You know, they just took the beatings and were like, well, I'll learn, because obviously this guy, you, you can't speak out of place when you're first learning something, but old Dale Hay was like, you try to fucking fuck with me. I'm on so much first-run cocaine, I will show you my balls, because my dick isn't going to appear for six years. Red went for a goddamn <laughs> suplex that's hugging. No, two men don't hug. You shake hands. You don't hug. Can you imagine trying to keep wrestling from them thinking it's fake while still trying to Irish whip somebody? I mean, that just doesn't move, and then he punches you. I really hope face. that Buddy Jack Roberts, when he returned to being a bouncer, like just kept Irish whipping people, and he did it with such force he just kept throwing them into walls. Like he broke like eight guys' noses. Irish whip, bouncer, Irish whip, bouncer, Irish whip. Buddy Roberts, in 1965, after uh, the series of altercations with Red McNulty, headed to Calgary. He stayed there for three weeks and starved to death. He had two matches. Yes, he did. Why did he do that? Because he was living in Stu Hart's basement and sleeping there with Stu Hart's father, which means Stu Hart even Stu Hart yeah, at his own Stu dad. Stu Hart gave his dad... <laughs> You're not tough enough. Get down into the fucking pavement and sleep on the fucking floor, man. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the kids getting molested, <laughs> but how many <laughs> people molest <laughs> their own I'm dad? The Jimmy of fucking children, and I'm the Jimmy Savile of fucking seniors. You know what I mean? All I gotta say is, you don't sleep with your wife. That shows weakness. If you can overpower your father, then you deserve to have some fucking gum gum out of your penis. The old thing, I know. <laughs> hey, Vince, why'd you give Randy Orton my nickname, the Apex yeah, Predator? Yeah, Vince, I just wanted to. I'm a bit busy right now making sure that all my children have the attitude towards smoking as if, why would I quit? This is the most socially accepted form of suicide, but uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've removed my father's toilet privileges, so. Uh, <laughs> if you want to come by and smell what could only be described, uh, 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 good stuff, uh, just pop over to Calgary. All right. Yeah. Here's my idea of a writer in uh, 2004 uh, in the WWE. Hey, how about we change, uh, we take Stu Hart's thing that he does as a kid and we give it to Randy Orton. Wait a minute. You mean he's, you want Randy Orton to suck off senior citizens? No, beat them up. 
He's the legend killer, but their body is not their yeah, spirits. No, that's cheating. Cause you, if you break the body, they, they, they still have a will to live. If you see what I did to my... Uh, <laughs> if you see what I did to my children... <laughs> what it is. What, what is important? If you hear the cycle of abuse, it's a lot like the food it, it, beer. It's important to keep the cycle of abuse going. Uh, well, of course, I was actually not abused at all. My parents were very respectful, but I, uh, I, I just learned that uh, pain tastes better than food. So, uh, uh, um, <laughs> uh, here's the thing to remember: um, I killed Owen because he was uh, <laughs> he the salad quick enough for one barbecue. So. Brett thinks I'm dead. I'm not dead, you know. I did. Um, uh, yeah. Buddy Jack Roberts. Um, we need to have a clean character. I mean, I think Stu. It's not going to be this week because Buddy Jack Roberts. The literally the one of the last things he does on this earth is when he gets. He drinks uh, a beer full of piss. He's there for Michael Hayes. Yeah, he's there for Michael Hayes's Hall of Fame ceremony, and. Uh, someone pisses in his beer and he drinks it and instead of being angry he like gets a tear to his eye and he's I'm like still one of the boys you got yeah me. basically <laughs> buddy roberts uh is just he just wrestles in canada for a variety of monsters so when he's done working with uh uh the eater of souls Stu hart he pops over to montreal and hangs out with all the rougeau brothers uh he makes enough money, he, by the way. But he does take no shit, which I like, because Stu Hart starts him off at $50 of a week, three matches what does he need a week, mon- paid $50. What does he need money for? He's getting, he has uh, a free cold floor in the winter to sleep on. But instead of this, what he does is he pulls a Bob Holly and just goes, I'll just get some fucking job, and he leaves wrestling for a while before he's brought back in by Ivan Koloff. Like, the idea of him not being able to... Not, he didn't let himself being taken advantage of by his trainer, and he didn't let himself to be taken advantage of by his first promoter, and a lot of people would have done both. And he wouldn't do that, and his life still worked out, so if you're out there and for some reason haven't stopped listening, uh, <laughs> this is your first episode you're listening to, and for some reason you're still listening, you can... As an early on in a creative, reject some bullshit and things can still it can. work out. It's for a you. very interesting thing is that there is usually about one or two guys in a generation that they start off and they immediately just are like, nah, fuck you and your rules. And then people are just like, well, we have no follow up. Allow him to say fuck you to our rules. And then literally the next guy sees what happened with him and is like, yeah, fuck you and your rules. And they're like, no, fuck you. I'm not going to be fucking taken advantage of by the, the, that piece of shit. Fuck you. And Buddy Roberts is cl- clearly yeah. that guy that, like, he was just like, no, I'm not going to sleep on the ground. I'm going to go somewhere where they're going to give me a bed. Which meant the next guy that was like, ah, uh, no, I'm going to not sleep on the ground. Stu Hart was just like, Ed, well, uh, maybe want to look in your pocket. Now that you have to write a photo of your fucking kids. <laughs> I am going to stretch your fucking kids. Like, do you understand? Like, it's he's a very interesting... <laughs> wrestler in that way and also there's certain promoters that absolutely adored him and the freebirds in general but him specifically because mm-hmm. all of this is he's essentially just a big brutish he's a combination between a brawler and a mat wrestler which works perfectly for when he gets yeah. into the freebirds because he can do the big rough and tumble style that terry gordy was definitely doing but also he could do a bunch of chain holds so he makes the von erics look good which they're fucking Stu Hart-esque father would be like, all right, good, yeah, they're actually athletes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and he, uh, importantly, takes every single pin and is a good worker 
Well, we'll get onto his role in the Freebirds yeah, later, because uh, this is another yeah, fun he story. To Montreal, where he buys a Dodge Charger, like the one in Dukes of Hazard. Uh, he made money. Yep. Um, this is 1968. Like this is when wrestling is still very much real, very much on the front page of the newspaper. Um, uh, the office then pranked him by sending him uh, Terry Gordy. This is good. Was, oh, Terry, Terry Garvin. Garvin. Pardon me. What I like, by the way, is. Uh, uh, how Hobson has phrased this, uh, Terry Garvin, who was openly gay at the time, as if to imply that he later recovered from his horrific illness, um, to, ride, to ride with him, which but struck fear. 1968 being openly gay, yes, he was very afraid, and then what did they uh, bond over with Terry Garvin's moist, moist uh, Pissing on people as a joke. Ter- That's fucking so terrifying. funny. That's like... Uh, that guy that guy keeps eating his boogers and his scabs. I'm a little uncomfortable. Mm, I bet you he likes to kill women, too. Walks over. Hey, where do you bury him? Oh, finally a friend. Like, that's exactly what it feels like. Like, that's that's how the your first draft of American History X, that's how he learns that black people <laughs> are fine, but then they changed it. <laughs> I like to piss on people, too. Wait a minute. Maybe, maybe, maybe you guys aren't that bad. <laughs> so funny. I didn't. I didn't view gay people as people, too, until I learned that they, too, pee on men for yeah. jokes. I just thought it was all just and shitting in people's vaginas and then fucking them. I didn't realize it was <laughs> something wholesome and moral, like pissing I, on someone and going, a joke. I thought you would just eat until you shit, and then you stick your dick in there, holding them by the sides with your moist, moist fingers, but nope. You just... uh Piss on each other, and that's What's beautiful. What's your obsession? That's Why do you, I beautiful. actually think that Buddy Roberts is very dry fingers. I don't think that they're wet. <laughs> I did a Twitter poll of uh, a phrase to repeatedly use and see how many times you would uh, took you to notice that I was using it. And it was two, and it was moist fingers. That's really fun. <laughs> yeah, why yeah, not? I love it. So uh, after that, he goes to the All AWA. Good. I bet you Vern he's was very respectful. Prelim wrestler. Oh, here's the thing, because he's a tough guy, though. He's still a tough guy, because there's only really one thing he could be. Yeah. Uh, if you're walking around with a fucking ski mask on, fighting wrestlers after matches, calling yourself the Bear Black Bear in terror. mind, that was not... He wasn't already a wrestler. He was just a guy who's just like, oh, I'm Black Terror, babe. I'm Black Terror. And he also, he's just like, I want to fight. These guys look like they want to fight. I love cocaine. I'm on cocaine. Let's yeah, fight these guys. Yeah. Who here is on muscle relaxant whiskey? I need to fight before I sleep. That is so funny that like you don't know wrestling is fake. You think these guys just dress up for fun and fight, and you're so in love with that idea. Like he must have kind of been pissed off that wrestling wasn't this like like imagine if in the UFC some guys just wore masks because they thought they were so good at fighting they wanted to make it harder I say we're for themselves. Two years away from them trying that as a gimmick because the UFC's viewership, the U- I would UFC hope so. viewership is drastically falling. I guarantee Dana White is like, all right, um, what, get me Conor McGregor back and he's gonna fight a guy in a no he didn't actually rape that woman match. Like I just need someone to fucking watch this fucking fight. I just need someone to watch it. No, they're doing good right now, man. They certainly aren't. There was a the uh, ESPN deal they have right now. This was what someone was saying because they always did it like 
them and the WWE have the exact same business model now, where it's like you can't give stars too much power, otherwise, yeah, no, uh oh, SpaghettiOs yeah. don't want money. So Conor McGregor was holding them for all the money after Ronda Rousey left. And the ESPN Plus deal they have right now, essentially each event they run, so they're running events like live from Finland at 1 a.m. in the morning till 6 a.m. in the morning. It's the UFC on ESPN. Those events, profit-wise, net the same amount, not including gate, as a 300,000 pay-per-view, like a pay-per-view that sells 300,000, each one of those events. That's how much money they're making for like five years. Crazy. And Dana White's thing is he not only gets a salary, but he gets like half a percentage of the profits. That means if they lose money, obviously he doesn't pay into it. He's got like the best deal. Yeah, again, who knew vaguely being associated with the mafia and being a shitty boxer would end up you being um, this century's uh, favorite bald dickhead? It's crazy, man. His story is like he left boston to be a boxing guy in las vegas and just started hanging out around floyd mayweather that's how he did it insane um we're gonna take a break go ahead let's finish up his time in the awa and then we can move forward go ahead well basically uh bill watts comes in and notices that he's not getting used very well and baby NWA Tri-State's got a booker, and his name is Bill Watts, and he's about to join the Hollywood Blondes, old buddy Roberts is, is what he's renamed. Of course. Uh, He has Hollywood superstar arrogance, and is, of course, they're two cheating heels because it's the South, so if you're like, we're from Hollywood, and they'd be like, what? Kill them! They believe in communism. Um... (laughs) I really like it. Yeah, they're just like, hey, we're uh, open to different lifestyles. Kill him! (laughs) Kill him! We mow the lawn on Sunday. That's a Saturday job. Boo them. Boo them. (laughs) (laughs) Um... This is a crazy thing. It was basically Bill Bill Watts observes this is that uh, he's such a natural heel. He's facing Dick the Bruiser, and the crowd would cheer for Dick the Bruiser because they hated Dale so much. Uh, Bill Watts didn't know that Dick the Bruiser was a uh, baby face sometimes. Yeah, Dick the Bruiser. He didn't know that Dick the Bruiser. Like, They're cheering this Austin guy. Mark Merrill must be Why a genius. Why the fuck are they cheering for Dick the Bruiser? He does not have ab definition. God damn it. Someone get me Jim Ross. I'm going to spit in his water. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Hollywood Blondes and then of course the fabulous Freebirds after the fucking break yeah, shit let's fuck. go and fuck in the break room that we have for this podcast supposedly oh hi everyone I think you're all wondering does Dylan use condoms no and that's why you need to do- donate to Patreon because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about I am the king. I coined the phrase risky cream pie. And you need to give to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. Here's a guy who probably just thought dis- discrimination, oh, you mean yeah. fine, Buddy Roberts. talking. <laughs> I didn't know he was in a tag team. This is the, oh my God, it's like, uh, what's that guy? Oh, Bunkhouse Buck. 
when we discovered he had been a wrestler, or at least I discovered he'd been a wrestler for oh, 40 goddamn years before he was Bunkhouse Buck. Because the Hollywood Blondes, bu- Buddy Jack is in the Hollywood Blondes in 1970 to 1977. Basically, here's what happens. Um, they're a very, very successful tag team working the territories. Bill Watts likes to fucking spurt. And he's uh, another special type of heel Buddy Jack is, because by all accounts, he's like The Miz, where you can beat him up every fucking week, and it doesn't matter, people are still pumped to see him get beat the shit out of again. He's in line with The Miz or Kevin Federline. He retains his heat no matter how much you beat the shit out of him. Of course, his tag team partner, I should mention, was Jerry Brown during this time, and he also... Yeah, and they would also do big swings through a Quebec what? and feud with the Rougeaus. How old are the fucking Rougeaus? That this is the this is the early seventies, and the Rougeaus are re- like it's fucking insane. Oh Pretty yeah. Star- oh, and also he was on the first card with um, Andre the Giant in um, North America. Yeah. It was that, cool? that was when Andre the Giant still could drop kick and wasn't just a drunk guy who was like, oh. Everyone would just be like, oh, he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, probably because he was a massive alcoholic. Yeah. And he probably kept falling down. Oh, no. Well, it's also just like, ha ha, Andre's, look how Andre loves to party. Please let me oh, die. Ha yeah. <laughs> he says crazy stuff when he's yeah, fucked up. I just, I'm in so much pain. Just let me last, stop. Ha <laughs> ha, Last no. night I stabbed myself and I didn't even pierce the third layer of skin, Andre said. <laughs> I stabbed myself and it just felt the same as always. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy I party. Know, I don't know the difference between crying and living. <laughs> this guy loves to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Woo. Yeah, this guy knows how to fuck. Woo. Andre. <laughs> uh, everyone, I told you all the guys are just trying to get, hey, Andre, you want to come with me and fuck my wife? Oh, I can't move my hips that way. Ha ha, sick, man. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, What was the, uh, Bill Watts loves Buddy Jack Roberts. He comes up so much in Buddy's Bill biography. Bill Watts is such a weirdo. Like, he's like, I like, I like history's greatest monster, Grizzly Smith. Don't like his pussy son, Jake. But I like Buddy Roberts. Why? If he likes you, he pisses on you. And if he doesn't like you, he pisses on you. That way, keeps you on your toes. <laughs> you know where you stand with Buddy. Piss yeah, either way. You, know you need to keep trousers in your trunk. Go ahead. Bill Watts buys a prostitute, and she assumes she's in for some sort of, like, pretty normal lie down, take it, pretend it's big. And then Bill Watts just goes, get on the couch. She gets on the couch, and then she starts to undress. He goes, no, no, that won't be necessary. He flips on a tape of the Junkyard Dog versus Buddy Roberts and just goes, look at it. Look at it. And he's just nutting so ga, much. Ga, 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 <laughs> ga, ga. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grizzly was the road agent. Oh. oh. He, was, he had a rattle in his pocket. Oh. <laughs> also, seemingly, this is another thing I like about 70s wrestling. You're a heel because you're not a brother's team. <laughs> Every team was brothers because they... Yeah. It's like... Went through the Vachon Brothers territory and then the Valentine Brothers territory. Friends are friends are bad. You can only be enemies. Yeah, if you're not related, yeah, that's gay. Yeah, <laughs> the what, South. Um, you wait a minute. You you drove here with another man. Is he a direct relative? Uh, no, he's my best friend, husband, 
fuck you. <laughs> well, this is the whole thing where it's like, they basically, Buddy Roberts can, he's a great as part of a team, but he can't carry a singles territory. It's funny because they uh, they also liken him to Tully Blanchard as far as just a guy who naturally gets heat without even trying. Um, this is when Buddy Roberts joins the Freebirds in 1979. People have good things to say about Buddy Jack Roberts. I don't know what Tully... I assume just Tully, and I saw Tully Blanchard speak about his cage match with uh, Barry Windham, so I, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Tully Blanchard's just a bit annoying, so it's fucking frustrating to talk to him. Yeah. Well, I guarantee Buddy Roberts is a fun hang. Like, he's like talking about sports, he's pissing on people. Those are the only things he does. Well, Tully Blanchard is like, hey, uh, I, I just noticed that you guys didn't make a triangle with the toilet paper in the locker room, and it's actually more preferable if you make a, toy, a triangle so it's easier to actually take off. Yeah, exactly. When you're having to go number two. So if you could do that, that'd be good. And if you fucking don't, you're a fucking pussy. Blanchard out. <laughs> yeah, he's the uh, he's the teacher's pet that even the teacher is yeah, annoyed yeah, 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 by. Yeah. He's, he's that the teacher's guy. pet, but he's also an idiot. Uh, Mr. Carruthers, I think you'll find the to solve for X, the answer is, why do I give a <laughs> that's an a baby <laughs> no tully also i would like if someone said that. of course though. you would it's what you wanted to say in school but you were too busy being afraid of the teacher i'm afraid i was afraid i was gonna fuck all the female <laughs> they, teachers and then they, they were, get done for taking a big dick <laughs> they, too hard yeah, they were afraid of that as well uh by the way tully's real name is tully i hate wrestling <laughs> <laughs> of course dale Hayes not a good wrestler no name. but it's no it's the one of the worst my name's dale hey one of the worst names on the planet is tully i love tully tully got that's my kid's name tully arn big boss man got yeah he just he'll come in and he wears a belt but he always wears it he doesn't wear it in the loops of his pants he carries it like across his chest like all the nwa guys did for some reason and he tells the teacher what's what's happening this week in school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's like, oh, you must be Dylan's what? boy. That's why all your clothes are on backwards. Uh, and you just farted really loud and went, I tooted. And then he comes in and he goes, uh, what's happening at Orchard Park Public School? I'll tell you what's happening. Who are you? Who are you ordering around? Stop Shut it. Up. Shut up. I got into my baby doll was tr making me a fool, so I yeah. hit her. This is not okay. I said shut My up. Name is Tully Bl uh, Mr. Blanchard, why are you at this elementary school? These kids aren't learning what I think they should. Rule number one. <laughs> history is a lie. Rule number two. Oh, for sure he believes that. Oh. For sure he believes that. Where he's like, why do you need to learn Jew history? You need to learn I the white man's history. First things first, Tully Blanchard invented the light bulb in the car. All people that wrestle for Bill Watts are into the flat earth movement, and but are all but the weird one where it's like, and let me tell you who keeps the earth flat. That would of course be the dirty, dirty Semites. Thank you very much. <laughs> Doesn't even call them the Jewish people. Just you know, those really weird fucking racist people that are like the Semites. Calls gay people sodomites as well. I, by the way, have gotten re way back into watching alt-right stuff, and it's really entering the high dirge last moments. It's phenomenal. Currently claiming that uh, Joe Biden is and his son are sodomites. That's a big alt-right conspiracy going on right now, and I will, I'm really enjoying their lack of evidence. Welcome to the new world. 
Well, that's the best thing about being a uh, about being someone who believes in conspiracies. If there's no evidence, that's because there was a conspiracy to cover up the evidence that there and clearly is. The me- and now it's, it's there's a new thing where time was it was the New World Order, and now it's the people covering it up are secretly gay. That's and it's it's all of them now. There was the New World Order, and now there's the Undisputed Era. <laughs> We should try and get a conspiracy theory podcast off the ground only using wrestling factions, but try and, uh, I wish it was as, uh, easy as the new world order. Cause now we're dealing with the X factor. Of course, the main problem, um, <laughs> that we're all coming up against in uh, Trump's hopeful reelection is that he hasn't uh, played fealty to the, uh, inner circle. Uh, they have a ritual where you have to, uh, drink uh, the problem is of course that Trump doesn't drink. So they think that, uh, they've put him on some sort of list according to some of the websites I've read. <laughs> Chris Jericho is a t- a too funny to be a bad guy. I'll say that. That that promo they did where he talks about being the youngest AEW champion <laughs> is so funny. He's 48 years old. He's the prime of his life. He's the youngest AEW champion um, there is. I, he really lost me when he just started taking a lot of photographs with Donald Trump Jr. Where I'm just like... I like. I know you're from Florida, and your dad's a hockey player, so of course you like this guy. Like, of <laughs> course you do. But I'm just like, I don't. He's just a fucking capitalist, baby. He just needs to go. To yeah, the gym. man. Well, I mean, he's he's got that weird thing where his pecs are just gone exactly to the side. Like he has like old lady boobs. What's now. crazy is I've never seen someone's body go to shit so quickly. If you watch the first Omega match, the second Omega match, it's like, what? happened (laughs) because he can't move anymore the most harrowing moment of my professional wrestling watching life was him doing the lion salt this week on aew where i was like oh he's this this guy's just gonna have to break break wrestling get up and catch him and just be like no not again but i'll say this he always like anytime he does high flying stuff he's ditched the the drop kick um, but anytime he does high flying stuff, it always goes well, and he is so much better than Ke- Kenny Omega, who the greatest nickname is Jim Cornette, call him Kenny Olivier. Nine out of ten things I don't agree with him, but when I do, he, Jim Cornette's oh my great. God. <laughs> Calling him Kenny Olivier is wonderful. Uh, Jim Cornette's uh, utter like it's so blatant now. By the way, that he is aware, like he secretly really likes AEW, but is aware that he's making a lot of money over off of hating it because like his. Like yeah. his specific criticisms are so just towards Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, and then it's thirty minutes of being like MJF, I want to suck MJF. <laughs> oh, he loves MJF. Half the roster he loves, and half the roster he hates. No, no, no. It's no, no, a no. fascinating, it's fascinating. Half. He hates thing. three people and loves everyone else. Yeah, that's true. It's a interesting thing. But here's one guy he definitely loved. It was Buddy Jack Roberts. He joins with Michael Hayes and Terry Gorey. To form the fabulous Freebirds. How did they bond? How did they Two bond? Two reasons. Both quite terrifying. One, they like to hide from the rest of the locker room. We're getting changed. So that means either their penis is way big or way small. Two, they all liked peeing on each other and other people. They're peeing. Yeah, peeing. Yeah. That was it. Pissing in people's drinks. Pissing anywhere. Just pissing. They love pissing so much that they became fabulous friends. Freebirds, by the way, were put together because uh, buddy, uh, Michael Hayes could not wrestle. But Bill Watts was like, this guy is the best manager. I'm going to make him the biggest man, the biggest non-exact wrestling manager ever. Terry Gordy and Buddy, uh, Buddy Jack Roberts will do all of the wrestling. Michael will do the talking and very occasionally get in the ring. 
Michael and Terry did not like this. They thought that Buddy Roberts was an office stooge, and then they found out they all liked peeing on people, and they wrestled together for nine fucking years. I hate wrestling. That's what I like about it. I like the fact that you'd be like, you you were just some office stooge. What the hell? You trying to offer me a beer? Oh, that's not a beer. That's pee. (laughs) He is cool. Oh, this guy's like us. He loves pee. He drinks pee casually and passes it off as a joke, but we're all just into piss play. What did they change uh, the golden shower to be? Um, bird oh, bath. Yeah, that because it's the they're the fabulous. Fr- <laughs> when they get pissed on, it's not a golden shower; it's a bird bath. The fabulous That's free good. Birds and I hate my life. No, I love it. Of course, Scott Hall loved these guys. He's like, these guys are fucked up, ignorant. I like it. I like it so much. Um. Oh, they're awful, awful boys. His interview is great because he just talks about how important it is to pee on people uh, as far as bonding, and he would avoid Harley Race because he, if he pissed on Harley Race, Harley Race would beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I like, by the way, that, that like I read that and there was nothing about. It. I was like, he for sure would piss. He for sure would piss a big beat the shit out of you. Like, there's no way he's not... Horribly, horribly beaten. There's no way he's not beating the shit out of you. Man, that is so funny. Is- the uh, And they would just get fucked up. They would get fucked up all the time. He'd be, they'd be drinking on the way to the matches, drink after the matches, and then drinking, uh, drinking like, driving. Because uh, you understand this is the late 70s, early 80s. At one point, he drove to vancouver in a straight shot from georgia to get something one shot him and his dog and beers to keep him awake and he was so drunk he drove into the median at the border of canada and the u.s and the canadian border guard just said now you get home and get to sleep quick basically it was like you're drunk drive fast the 70s is so fucking nuts (laughs) um uh this guy's so fucked up he drove into the median. Well, we better get home. He, he'll he be... Should we get him off the road? No, get home fast. Drive What's faster. You're driving slow. That's the problem. He's tired. <laughs> Drive home fast. That way the car doesn't know it can go yeah. sideways. Get home quick. All right. Let's sleep. And he did drive home. Of course, so of course he did. He's a badass. They, this is... The Freebirds... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is probably a poor choice of words there. No, I'm, it's not. That guy doesn't fuck around. He is. Yeah, drinking it. and driving makes you cool. John Hastings. Uh, it doesn't make you cool, but it's how people know you're cool. Come on. Come on, Dylan. Oh, that's, that's it's just one of the things. It's like wearing buttons on yeah, a yeah, jean yeah, jacket. Yeah. It's like having holes in the knees of your jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're ready to suck people off because no. you're drunk driving. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about ah, anymore. I'm too tired. After a few weeks, the Freebirds won the Georgia Championship titles, the Georgia Tag Team uh, titles, pardon me, and they introduced the Freebird rules, which was any one or any two of the three of uh, the Freebirds could defend the title at any time. And that's pretty cool. That still, by the way, means it was Terry Gordy and Buddy Roberts. Like, there was, it was never going to be. Um, Michael, Michael Hayes. Hayes. Michael. But I do like the idea of having like a guy who gets all the heat who only wrestles sometimes and he's like he bumps a lot, yes, but he's also like a wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of like a wrestler manager hybrid. I see what you're saying and I actually like that as well. 
Um, it also is one of those things where it's everything you do also can build up to something because um, it means it's like, well, what, like, what's the next thing after you fight these two guys? It's like, oh, you can now fight this guy. Oh. And that's, I think, always a nice element to anything of just like, oh, shit. Yeah. They, of course, moved to world class and... We talked about, did we talk about this in the bit in the Gordy episode? We had to have, just how crazy intense the world-class rivalry was. Just that they they did that match and not only that match for like five years and sold out every event and it was insane. Um, The other thing to, of course, remember is uh, they also... Um, set a record for uh, selling out the Superdome. And this isn't like the WWE selling out the Superdome. This was them versus the Junkyard Dog selling out the Superdome. And it was fucking insane. Yeah. People love to hate the Freebirds. I love to hate the Freebirds. I fucking hate the Freebirds and I love hating them. I love it. And yeah, and I think the other one uh, that people don't really uh, talk think about is uh, they are very... It's a Georgia versus uh, Tejas rivalry. And if you're not from the United States, as I'm not, it's hard to understand, but there's a real feeling of each state being its own country out there. So Georgia versus Tejas is taken very, very seriously. Of course, this is how you know that they're very different places, is that they both have different types of barbecue, and they distinctly want you to know that they're different. Like, you better fucking know that our, our barbecue is different. If you don't know that... Yeah, just the barbecue is different, and that's yeah. enough. The barbecue is different. How we feel about black people, the same. Welcome to Georgia or Texas. <laughs> and this is a pretty good uh, way to summarize why WCCW folded, essentially, is because Buddy basically says the Freebirds were able to contribute a ton to WCCW simply by virtue of not being the Von Eriks. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got to tell you. Because they fucking drove them into the fucking ground. They were also so different than the Von Eriks in every fucking conceivable fashion in that, like, look at their bodies, look at their work weight. Probably also look at, like, oh, where are the Von Eriks? Well, they're doing cocaine in that room. Uh, Where are the Freebirds? Oh, they're doing cocaine off a cop car and going, come at me, bitch. Oh, they... (laughs) Oh, he just pissed on the cop car. Yep, that makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> now they're drinking pee in a cop car they weren't arrested they just want to be inside drink i'm pee. here to drink pee who wants to fuck me i'm michael hayes anyway glug 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 that's my own pee we're yeah, the Freebirds. who wants to cry <laughs> <laughs> anyway i just remembered the thing about my childhood time for more pee <laughs> glug 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 makes me forget um, Buddy Jack Roberts, uh, then they like would bounce around. For some reason, he stops wrestling briefly before they go to WCCW and works in a warehouse. And then they're like, no, no, you need to come to the WCCW. He does. He bounces back and forth with them. He goes to the UWF very briefly and is part of the UWF takeover of the NWA and then leaves again, returns to world class uh, where Roberts and uh, Gordy s- turn on Michael Hayes. This is Michael Hayes' very brief appearance because essentially Fritz's plan to get his heat back was we'll just do the whole Von Eric um, Freebirds angle again. Yes, and also it was uh, this is when he faked a heart attack after all his sons were yeah, dead. He faked a- <laughs> he he ran out of kids, so he faked a heart attack. God damn it! Good lord, good fucking lord, man! Welcome to wrestling. Fuck you. 
Yeah, they have no money left. Buddy Roberts is feuding with a referee. That's good. Um, that's, but this that's is the other stuff. thing about Buddy Jack Roberts is that he was such a cunt to the WWF when he moved there. Essentially, people, when the Freebirds got put there, they drank a ton and were super stiff in the ring and people complained about it. Um, so Buddy Roberts, instead of being like, okay, sorry, I'll rework the style, uh, called them all sissy boys and then left and went to work at the aforementioned factory job. And he was actually a big proponent of, this sounds silly, but it's actually pretty smart if you divorce yourself of any of the ego. Um, he would just work a factory job for a while to get thrown out of the territory and then come back every six months. He would just kind of do six months on, six months off with the factory job because he didn't want to move around that much. Makes like sense. It. And he loved the UWF because he loved Bill Watts and uh, hated that when it got sold, of course, because this is the type of guy where you absolutely have to love him as a professional wrestler. Otherwise, he's a monster. Like this. Otherwise, he's just doing blow off a buck knife and drinking his own piss. And then you're like, why is that guy around? And he's like, he does a headlock real good. And you're like, that's not enough, yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people that do a headlock good. And this guy's in a helmet doing coke off a buck knife yeah, drinking his guy, own pee. Yeah, but have you seen that guy uh, just lay in a suplex? Not just do one. He lays it in. <laughs> um, and the other reason he's around for so long is that he just fucking lost every match and he didn't yeah, give a fuck. That's, again, the key to longevity in wrestling, the more we do this podcast, He had a feud with the referee. Lose sometimes yeah. and, like, lose more than you win and everyone's like, now that guy's a fucking worker. And, yeah, work hard, lose a lot. This is if you're not, or if you're, you can't be one or the, you, you have to be one or the other. I think this is the key to life, Go to be on. honest. You have to be one or the other. Never try and be both. By which I mean, Buddy Roberts is a worker. Buddy Roberts is a pure worker. He does fucking weird drugs. He's a fucking party to be around in small doses. He'll lose every single fucking match. He's good between the ropes. Can't really do a promo. He stuck around in wrestling for 23 years. Yeah. Now... He was also very self-aware and that he wasn't going to fucking stick around when the territories collapsed in literally 1988, like the last yeah, gasp of the territory. Could this guy have fucking stuck around, waited four years, and probably done Smoky Mountain if he was still around? Probably. But he didn't want to do that. And Or the other thing is you be Hulk Hogan, which is you're a fucking serpent man and you'll climb to the top no matter what. Like you'll do whatever it takes to get to the top. You can't like start to be one and then... You can't start to be a serpent man and then try and be a worker because everyone I, already fucking hates you. You have to kind of be like well liked at work or not. You've absolutely you've absolutely nailed it. That's exactly you have to be history's greatest monster or the guy that creates history's greatest monster by constantly peeing in their drinks. <laughs> yeah, either got to bring donuts to the fucking uh, meeting or you got to eat all the donuts. Could you not? And be like, I ate them all because I'm better because I deserve yeah, all I'm the donuts. The I'm the number one donut eater. Um, like there's no, there's no competition <laughs> where it comes to eating donuts. <laughs> That's but good. I'll, here's the weird thing is though, uh, to say what you say, I agree, but the, you've missed the third type of wrestler, which is as exemplified by Michael Hayes, which is terrible at wrestling, terrible at life literally thinks they're the greatest thing that's ever happened to the company. And also has another secret love of something like. They're really into, for let's just say an example, writing music. Because Michael Hayes has made a lot of fucking music. 
but that's the whole thing. So those are the two successful wrestlers I'm talking about. The third type is the one that dies in their 40s. And that's... Buddy Jack Roberts, even though he had, I'm assuming when he was buried, no septum. He got lung cancer, which is why he stopped wrestling, so he had a voice box towards the end of his life. He died at 65 of pneumonia, and if you die of pneumonia, that means basically, like, your immune system's fucked. Yeah. So he has no he has no insides anymore. He's just a husk. He's just a brain that knows it wants to drink pee, and then and then something that pees, and uh, he dies at sixty five. I have a feeling that uh, Buddy Jack Roberts got throat cancer from HPV, but he didn't want to admit it was from eating pussy, so he's just like, no, it's from smoking, and then like kept smoking for a while just to really make sure people thought it was that. He's one of those guys. He's one of the. He's like, if you eat pussy, you're gay. How does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just shut up. That's why. Yeah. John, what's the best thing about Buddy Jack Roberts? Hmm, there's a lot of good stuff about him. I'm gonna say, um, it's the amount of times that peeing made him, um, made his career better. That is very funny. What now? He would be undoubtedly kicked out of professional wrestling for not kicked out of but certainly on the weird indies. oh yeah yeah he'd be like the kind of guy that talks about respecting necrobutcher a lot <laughs> <laughs> here's my favorite thing he lost a lot how much has he lost a lot on his wikipedia there is no given finishing oh, moves yeah. well that's the other thing is that's how you knew you or regular you moves you, by the way, you were an overheel that never became the nwa champion no finishing move everyone in the everyone in the <laughs> nwa who wasn't a babyface Literally, like, Arn Anderson, that was in the in WCW in the '90s. They gave him the fuck. They started saying DDT and Spinebuster. But like, what was Tully, what was Tully yeah. Blanchard's finishing move? They claim a suplex. Go fuck yourself. Slingshot suplex. Slingshot suplex. Like it wasn't. Maybe the worst of it. I mean, oh, it was. Yeah, I watched some NWA Love squash matches. NWA. I watched an NWA. An old NWA where uh, Dusty Ro- where fucking Tully Blanchard slaps up Baby Doll, and then Dusty Rhodes uh, comes to her defense and goes, <laughs> and I thought he was gonna be like, "Don't hit a woman," but all he said is, "She's mine That's now." That's good though. You don't hit her. She's mine now. So it's like, ooh, the baby face and the heel are very that, wrong. That Sweet. by the way was Dylan's <laughs> wedding vows. She's mine now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Woman to be your lawfully and that, uh, wife. She's mine. <laughs> and then everyone cheered, and uh, her yeah, parents were and fine then with you, it. You, then I came so much it filled the jacuzzi, which you then got in because I'm the Buddy Jack Roberts of cum. <laughs> I'm the Buddy Jack Roberts of cum. What? <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if we drank our cum? What? I mean, a prank? I don't know. I'm just going to drink um, it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so consistent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think my favorite thing about Buddy Jack Roberts is uh, probably the headgear he wore oh, a bunch of his matches was pretty fun. the best in the world. He basically, they, they accidentally put hair removal cream on him, and then he went bald, and then he would just wear a wrestling headgear and a wig, and every match was just someone ripping it off, and then the fans literally shitting out of joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, is this same Kurt Angle did it after he had to shave his head the first time, which is very funny because it was like they would always be like, oh, when's late 90s is because like 
the 70s and 80s, this guy's getting his head shaved. He has wonderful long hair, and then he shaves his head. But in the uh, in the year 2000, it's like, oh, that guy's balding. Have him lose a hair versus hair yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's going to lose? Edge or Kurt Angle, who's clearly balding, and I can tell you has two weeks left. Oh, it's Kurt yeah. Angle. What's the worst thing about Buddy Jack Roberts? I think it's when he went to visit. I don't think no, there is yes, one. There is when he went to go visit Michael Hayes, and they peed in his beer when he drank it and was like, I'm still in it. That's awful. That's so fucking... <laughs> it makes me profoundly sad. <laughs> oh, I know. I guess the worst thing is uh, the homophobia he had before he learned that this one particular gay man also peed on people as a joke. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> that was, that was... <laughs> Although that is a... Cu- that is an indie movie I would pay How to see. How forget about all the homophobia? Well, it's wrestling. It sort of just blends together, sadly. Yeah, and it's like, it's Terry Garvin in French Canada, too. So it's like, this man's life is in danger yeah, all the, the time. this guy is literally around someone that, like, they're using racial slurs that you have to be explained. <laughs> Ooh, uh, the N-word actually is the... Th- 14th worst word we have for them? (laughs) Let me explain the other 13 with delight. Here's something you should know about me. Uh, The N-word is, we're so racist, we use the N-word for Japanese people only. Welcome (laughs) welcome to St. Louis de Haha, Quebec, Canada. Racism isn't uh, isn't a philosophy here. It's breathing. You have to give me proof you're not Jewish. I need to... I need a I'm piece of paper. I'm going to need to see your penis. And if there is even a if there is even a bit of head, it's got to be it better have a thick thick hood. Um <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh this is how racist Quebec is in Canada. Um the leader of one of the political parties, the NDP, is a uh Sikh man and every journalist not even sugarcoating. It was like, well, they're going to lose in Quebec because Quebecers won't vote for a brown guy. And they did. That's true, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They either voted for the Bloc Quebecois or the uh, yeah. Liberals because Liberals have a French uh, leader and the Bloc is, I don't know, some weird party full and of also, losers. Yes, Dylan. Also, the leader of Canada did blackface and it's never not going to be the best thing. Multiple times. So yeah. many times. Dylan loved it. He lo- I was there. Yeah. It was my idea. That's the end of uh, the episode, guys. Please join us on our Facebook page, The Wrestler Review Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, at Wrestler Review. You can donate patreon.com backslash wrestler review. It's patreon.com backslash wrestler review. We're recording these way ahead of time because we are starting our fucking year-long goddamn journey on Vince McMahon. Hell yeah. Three quarters of you wanted this. There was a very very i'm sorry to the people who don't want this because it's just happening this is your stepdad now i like it <laughs> this is vince mcmahon yeah. a full fucking full year fucking year it's good gonna be christ awesome. it's gonna be weird for 2021 if the fucking podcast still is happening at that point because the first week is just gonna be <laughs> the gobbledygooker yeah, the f- okay. or something <laughs> We're going to need to do, like, Doink the Clown and then Duke the Dumpster Drossy okay. immediately afterwards. We're going to have if to do get so... get through the year of Vince McMahon, January 1st, 2021, Duke the Dumpster Drossy. First one, Here's yeah. Here's the crazy thing. Is I don't even know what's going to happen week 41. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? Well, luckily for us, obviously, Vince McMahon, uh, you can do 52 weeks on him. The first couple are actually uh, his uh, grandfather and then his father. Yeah. So that'll be fun. 
I'm always in. I'm honestly, I'm very interested to learn about his childhood, which I've only heard was a dumpster fire. And I want to learn about his granddad and his uh, Faja. And I in the seventies WWF stuff is crazy to me, and just how that like that whole relationship that him and his dad had is insane to me. So we'll be talking about that for a full year. Thanks very much for listening, guys. And uh, rate, subscribe, do all that other stuff. Donate if you want, or if you don't, don't. And we'll beat the fucking shit out of you. Bye-bye.